Damaged Goods Podcast. I know you hate Apple. I have a MacBook too. I'm just saying. No, no, you don't have to always get the new ones. Like every time a new phone comes out, you don't have to always get it. You could skip a couple models. With MacBooks, you could skip a few years. You don't have to, but people think you have to because they want what they think is the dopest innovation. But it's always not that much of a difference between each fucking model. So that's the thing. Apple puts out something new that has one little feature that could have been on the update before, but they call it new. So you come out and get the new thing. But I think it's more sinister than that, man. I think they really roll out. I think they really roll out shit that's like, and your shit's obsolete. Yeah. Time to go get a new one. I definitely have issues with uh, fucking Apple's, like, I don't know what you call it. The the way they they hook you and then they fuck you. And uh, I use Apple products loyally, but because they they got me. And and so that's why I'm saying that feeling that you just described, you felt that many of time. Only when you get the new Apple product and eventually that feeling goes away. And like anything you get hooked on, you got to chase that feeling yeah, again. Yeah. What do you, you rock a Android or the Google phone? I Android. I'm, so, I'm a Note, dude, dude. I'm Samsung. When people use fucking um, like Snapchat on Androids, it shit looks like fucking shit. Why does it look so bad, dude? No? Uh, dude, anybody, I, I got a couple of homies that you know, uh, and they're hilarious and they're great. And I hate watching the fucking Snapchats and shit because it just looks like shit, dog. So here's the thing. Here's, what no, is no, that? Here's, Zach, enlighten me. Uh, I'm just going to say this right here. I think that the same way when I get a, a Apple video or like a, a video sent from my iPhone, it just doesn't come across the same. The same way the video that I see on an iPhone that I sent doesn't look anything like but what I took you, on my do phone. Do you use like Snapchat or Instagram stories? Oh uh, yeah, I do. I feel like it just looks shittier on non-iPhone. I, I can tell who has an iPhone, who doesn't. When I watch their, uh, their my, stories, my pretty crispy. Is it? We're gonna have to. Got this Note Eight, man. Note Eight. What? The Note Seven was the ish. You I've know, been, it was I mean, just is blowing that the one up. That was blown. Yeah, well, blown I don't know. It's like snuck like it on the plane a few times to get over here, man. LED you know, bomb. I mean, you just ha- iPhones get pretty warm too. That anti-Apple voice you're hearing is uh, my man Zach Hall. He's a uh, Real estate mogul, an app developer, shout out Student Talk, and one of the most yes, fucking sound political minds I'm lucky to be friends with. So I'm glad you're out here in sunny California. Pleasure to be here, man. Pleasure yeah, to be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you were on the, I think you were on Russian Souvenirs. You have now that we have the new yes, Goods ones, you're up here, dude. And it's perfect, perfect timing, dude. It's a Sunday evening. We're chilling out, enjoying some frosty beverages on a, it was hot out today, man. It's, Be- beautiful it's, weather. Yeah, because you know, you just escaped a snowstorm. Yeah, right? check the weather, you know, four inches on my car right now. Hopefully it'll be uh, melted off before I get back, or I might have to shovel myself out. So I don't miss that. All the more reason to be here right now, enjoying this beautiful weather. Yeah, I was gonna. I got. I don't want to say it on the podcast, but since you're a guy who's done the app developing thing and you know that whole process, I've got this fucking idea, dude. That is, I'm giddy about, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it off air because I want to ask some questions and shit. I know you've been through that grueling ass. Pro- was it grueling? Uh. For all you you guys out there with your ideas, wanting to develop the app and become gazillionaires, you know it's a process like anything else. Um, and I'd say that you go through it once, you learn a lot, and uh, always pick the brain of someone who's gone through it because it'll probably save you some bread. That's why we're gonna talk. Huh? It'll, it'll save that. you some bread, and you know, and that's just the, the nature of it. What so. was like the slowest? I mean, I'm, you had the idea, right? But what was the like slowest? part when you were going to start the the hardest part about having an app is not completely fleshing it out literally from from a to z 
and going with what you think you got out there and then you racing to go do it and then you realize it's going to evolve or I miss this and I miss that. And the problem is when you do that, then that's money. Like, like, the, like, like you're changing, shit. Yeah, like you're changing, you know, well, if I need to add this in, that's going to change this and this and this. And I need, you know, if I had this all fleshed out in the beginning and I had planned and plotted for this, I wouldn't have had to midstream change. But what you I was usually, doing. You, you won't, you know, know some of those changes you need to make until you come you across won't know the process. You, but, but also the people that I know have been hit the ground running had it fleshed out what, uh, as much them, as possible. Tell them about what Student Talk is. So uh, you know, one of, one of Zach's dope apps. So, so you know, I was in you know I was in the, the classroom for a long time, and uh, you know I was a teacher for eight years, and God uh, bless you. Jesus. You, you know, uh, I was tired of it, man. <laughs> no <laughs> Put a lot of time shit. in. You know, you don't. You know, got audited twice, man. That's what happens what? when you're a teacher. Yeah, Why man. Why they know, audit you guys? Because you know, just much like this new tax bill coming around now, man, you can't deduct anything as a teacher that you. That you put oh, into your classroom, that you that's crazy. Put, take I just out of your own pocket. If you hey, if you're a business owner, you're good. If you're a teacher, shame on you for trying to write off the pencils and the uh, the, the, the stuff you bring to the table Christ. for these kids, you know. But that actually makes perfect sense, you know. So anyway, um, I, I was ready to, to walk out the classroom, and you know, again, I, my kids were great, man, and uh, you know, I loved it, and uh, they taught me a lot, just as you know, just as much as I taught them, and. Um, just listening to them every day and sharing some of their insights and stories with other folks, you realize people don't hear that every day. If you work in a cubicle, mm-hmm. you know, if you work, you know, somewhere on a construction site, I don't care what you do, you're not working with children every day. You don't hear them. You don't see them. Yeah. Even if you have kids, most of them don't even listen to their own kids. <laughs> so, that you know, by the time they get home and they're tired, they, yeah. they feed them, they bathe them, they maybe do some work, and they're going to sleep to do Hell it yeah. all over again the next day. God, so so parents don't even talk to their own children. So people are like, yo, man, tell me another funny story one of your kids did, you know, something like this, you know. And I'm like, damn, man, you know, I told you that before. You want another one? You know, you slowly realize that they're not hearing this, and mm. it's pretty funny. And it was actually one of the things I missed the most about teaching is that interaction. Um, because kids, you know, technically they say, you know, the darndest things <laughs> for sure. But also you get dumber after six. So, you know, mean, er- kids get dumber every year. So your peak after intelligence your is peak, at five that's years old. Peak. That's when your your brain is the most malleable. That's when you, you're absorbing the most. Think about it, man. I'm teaching you how to add, so subtract, you, you can, you can absorb how to the info read, quicker? how to write. Okay. You can just, yeah. that's, that's why most people want to learn languages language earlier early. yeah, yeah. because you your brain can really soak it all up. That you learn how to tell time. To you know, I mean, you're really learning, you know, the foundation, the building blocks of what's going to make you successful. If you're, if you're not, if you don't get it in t- kindergarten, you're already behind the eight yeah. ball and you'll actually be playing catch up moving forward. God damn. Statistically, so my kids are gonna have a rough first five years. You guys are gonna be working fucking hard. That's why I don't have kids, man, because you need to put the first five in. If hard. you do that, and then hard, up and then just you're chill. good. You're good. <laughs> I'm about to do but, that. But it's very hard for people to put that first yeah. four or five dedicated. Because they're probably in, tripping yeah. so hard, thinking they gotta work a lot to make money to to pay for things for the kid, and they're missing the crucial parenting time. You know that. You know, I mean, you know, society puts a lot of stresses on you, man. Mm-hmm. You know, can't always show up and do everything. You know, yeah. some things have to prioritize over others, like eating. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So anyway, long story yeah. short, the app was a way for to be a bridge between people who hear this every day and folks who don't get to hear it every day. So a teacher who wants to post 
on our Facebook page. There, there's anonymity issues. Yeah, there's yeah, privacy yeah. issues. So this way you can, you know, take yourself out of it oh, and so it, share. It's anonymous. It's like, anonymous. Yeah, that's nice. Share what you hear every day with someone that maybe doesn't get to hear that every day. And I bet it's fun for people who do work in education who are other teachers to kind of it's a stress share a pain like an, you, you know you know what the other you one's going empathize through yeah. with the person you know Cause like because listen let's be honest. you guys get drunk after yo, school yo, and stress out i've never shit. drank so much as i yeah. did as a teacher God, man but it's a it's a uh it's a coping mechanism of you know course. like it's it's exhausting working Hell with kids yeah. is exhausting mentally you, you can not you, just drink mentally and people i think people a lot of people think oh you're not doing a physically demanding job but Fuck, dude, mental that is mental worse, is worse man it's it, worse it, it weighs you down you're done. and people think oh you know you have summers off well shit you need that summer off to recharge and if Hell you don't yeah. you're fucked and that's my problem i never took a summer off always work oh, in the summer you know you know we know yeah, we yeah, share yeah, you know you know what's funny man we're talking yeah. about something that i followed you guys too like i, I wasn't even you trying to got be out in when the I did. man it <laughs> sucked Yo, me in well, man i basically saw other dudes uh older and they were getting up so fucking early now more, earlier and earlier and staying later and later and i mean you, you're not really rewarded by society because you don't get paid shit uh the kids don't really notice that you might have been impactful until years down the line um and the parents are always bitching. And the, the infrastructure of the school was like a fucking... It was the people going was behind a, your back and this and that. So it, I just hated everything. But, I would love the kids. But I'm, I'm going to say this, though. Else. One day, you know, uh, one of my first kindergarten students, you know, uh, so seven years in, you know, I was I was done. Two years removed from teaching. And I'm driving down the street. And this I see after her. You stopped. After I stopped. Two years after. After I stopped. She's probably in eighth grade now. She was one of my first kindergarten students. And she stops and says, hey, Mr. Hall, what's up? How many people remember their kindergarten teachers oh, eight yeah. years later? Hell yeah. Dude, I got kids that I taught in kindergarten and first grade math that I still see physically when I'm back in Boston that for follow sure. me on every yeah, social sure, media. Sure. So it was worth it. ask me questions about music. It was worth they it. love me. So, so yeah. it was worth it. And so you do get it in another. You, you, do, you reap the rewards in other ways. Yeah. You know? That's for all the teachers out there. We're going to start using the fucking the dance hall air horn a lot more. Yes, sir. Um, so, so you you just went and started the app up, and you had the idea brewing when you're teaching, but like the fucking just I don't know shit about computer building appy shit. I'm just the dumbest dude when it comes to that. So, like the process of you had to get a guy to design all that shit. You know, I mean, my advice now, my advice to folks out here trying to get into this game, do your own coding. <laughs> Yeah, that's go, the shit I go don't go know. learn your own coding and then Chances and then do that. or go get someone who's learning yeah, you, or knows. That's what you did, right? No, we went straight out and paid for it, man. Yeah, you hired yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah, we hired somebody. That is the most common way, but really go get someone who's hungry and fold them into the team. That that's then how you can you do have it. if you're doing multiple. And, and it cut them in, man. Yeah. Give them percentages, man, because they're doing the work. Need some loyalty. You know, they're doing some work for you and uh and in uh, that way, what I mentioned earlier is your plan may not have to be completely fleshed out. It can evolve without costing you money yeah, every every time every revolution. Back. Yeah, so man, I I wanna. I mean, I got this idea, and, and I'll tell you about it afterwards. I know it's like kind of jokey, but it, you know, when I think about it, I think it might. Kim Kardashian's know, uh, so whatever that stupid game apps. was had a million downloads in the first oh, few I know. few seconds, man. That so so the stupider the better. You know, I would say this though: the Not more simplest, the more simplistic yeah. it is, the better. Um, and uh, because you know what, our attention spans are pretty short, so well, yeah. the more complex it is, the less successful it'll be. And so, like an app gets sold 
on the app store, right? And like, well, I, these are all dumb questions. How? No. What's the average price? I don't know this so, shit. So, you so, you know, it's funny, man. It's just funny. I actually started out like everybody else, like, oh, 99 cents. That's nothing. That's Let how me much, just go ahead and get the this average app price. Out. Right. That, that is, yes, in, in most instances, yeah, you know, but you know what? There's a psychology behind it. And again, me learning the game, you realize <laughs> the psychology is people don't like to pay for shit. Yeah, of course not. You like everything free. You're willing to put up with subpar performance if it's free yeah, everybody versus does that. top dollar for for pay or skipping ads for pay. Yeah, yeah you, take you those rather take ads. the shitty ads. That's why people still do Pandora. Like a bunch I, of and, and I'll give you an ill example when you really see how it hits home. So, uh, one of my colleagues, you know, she was a first grade teacher, and she was having a teacher conference, a parent teacher conference, and um, yeah, you know, she went through this list of apps that would have helped the student in some of the areas they were deficient in. So it's like, here's what you can do at home on an iPad or something with your kids. It's gonna help. And there were like four or five options, and you know three of them were paid, two were you know two or th two or three were free, and she put stars beside the two that were like this will help your child, no doubt about it. And she, it's not like she was getting paid to promo it. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't yeah. like a doctor getting paid by the pharmaceutical company to prescribe the medicine. You know she was just like this shit will help. And lo and behold, everyone gravitated the to the free ones, and yeah. it just really. It really verified what I had read up on. And so long story short, God. my app is free mm. because, you know, people are willing. So does it, how do you generate income with a free so app? So you're going to generate income by downloads, man, like anything else. So, you know, the more downloads you get, the more advertisers are drawn oh, okay. to you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then you put ads on that free ass app because people are paying. They're not yeah. paying I mean, to not have that. That's like apps. what we do with a podcast. You know, you don't for sure. charge for a download. You give it free, but for then sure. you get advertisers and yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. You know, um. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much it. Unless you have some proprietary, if you made something out of something, yeah. and and you know it does something special, mm -hmm. then then that's different. Then you sell those rights, you know. Yeah. Other than that, we're we're advertising, man. Uh, well, how long would you say when you started developing the not the idea for that, but actually developing the app to when it was live and and out there? Because that sounds man, like you, a, you know, nah, process. man, you know, I pushed live. Pretty quickly, man. I was like, ambitious. What, what is it like? Three months? Well, I was twelve months? I was I aggressive. Um, you know, within a year, I, I I did a lot to try to get this off the ground, man. It was an idea, of mine, man. You know, uh, and I, I was like, can I do this? And I found a way to do it. You know, I went to UMass Boston's free business plan you building. Went, you said, oh, you went to like seminar. a seminar. Something. I, I went and like, I, I went and pitched to. Um, oh, you went and pitched it. I oh. went and pitched to a a, a, a Dorchester. You know, do, shout out to Dorchester. You know, mm. uh, out you know Massachusetts, and they had little um, you know minority business loans for you know whatever you want to do. You know, I said, okay. uh, and I actually pitched an app, and they actually hit me with you know no one's ever pitched. It's usually, it's a business, yeah. a tangible like goods traded. You know, like transport. You know, all this yeah. stuff, and. Uh, and I pitched the idea, man. They were like, yo, this is pretty cool, man. So I actually got my first loan that's from cool. them. Well, I think, you know, what you were pitching them was something that's kind of a part of a newer trend of of uh, business ventures is things that aren't necessarily tangible, not storefronts, not Shit. physical goods, but things like that, that is like kind of oh. the wave into a lot of things, you know? Agreed, but Streaming also downloads. I learned that, man, if your shit sounds good, man, any, they'll bite. Yeah, bite, people bite off anything if it sounds right. Yeah, if you if your business plan sounds tight and you can sell them some confidence and vision and they can they can see that and yeah. feel shout out to UMass Boston's small business 
bureau, whatever it was, man, it hooked me up, man. They were pretty good, man. In the 70s. And, and no, no marketing. You know, you have to stumble on them. But, you know. Hey, that's how you do. The best. Yeah, man. The best. In the 70s, my father and some UMass Boston professor were, like, manufacturing acid. And, and they went to San Francisco and they were ended up selling a lot of acid to, like, um, famous musicians of the day and shit. Like, like I said, shout out to UMass like Boston, that. man. Yeah. Shit, shout they, out. They had a fallout over a lady. He was old. The professor was older. You know, and then they got to follow. Hey man, you gotta believe these professors out here are grimy, man. I think professors well, I think and preachers. Wasn't think grimy, professors and preachers. I think in back then there was a lot of people, professors and people in higher education who were into a lot of that mind expanding shit that was going on socially and like with chemical things like acid and mushrooms. Oh and no, shit no like doubt, that. no doubt, no but doubt. But yeah, there's. Oh, definitely I was actually some, talking about from a lady standpoint. Oh well, there's definitely you know, the, the yeah. creepy uh, <laughs> no stereotype doubt. of the older professor dude and there's all the young no chicks doubt. who think he's like no intellectual and hot and just can like the preacher chicks. behind the altar. Oh yeah, well, in the congregation. That, that hits me like a little more worse. Like I mean, I'm sure it's dirty that it's like the professor sleeping with college girls. If it's a preacher, that shit is just like a little more grimy to me, I feel like. Not that a preacher can't get his freak on. He's allowed to do that if he's not a Catholic priest. But to just, I don't know, if you're using fucking the church to like get pussy. I, I grew up in the up. church from zero to 14, man. Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist, all the yeah. Way. Y'all motherfuckers on some shit. I mean, you too, know, man. a Bible study, uh, Sunday school, a choir, a, both kids and adults, every play. Uh, my grandmother cleaned the churches on Saturday. God damn. So you're in there on a Saturday. When it's closed, you're still in that same yeah. church. You know, a lot of time. And you know what, uh-huh. man? Every single pastor that we had slayed the congregation, oh, man. I'm sure, bro. And it's like, man, I mean, you know, and then, you know, you know, uh, you know, as you get older and you reflect over these things, you can articulate them more. You're like, man. That had kind of an effect on me, man. I mean, this yo, is the person you're supposed to look up to. At least, at least he was fucking slaying like the congregation of adult women, dude. Like I grew up Catholic. Like my uncle and his friends were getting like diddled by these priests, you know. Like those motherfuckers weren't hitting up the women in the <sighs> thing. They were hitting but, but, up the but, little but, altar boys. But, but see, that's our acceptance of this is kind of okay then, but super I mean, profound both and impactful. Up. Both, both fucked up and all, but I'm right. You're right. There's one yeah. of those one of those well, books I mean, for sure. Yeah. But, but it just shows it just you goes to show you, man. Man, man, you know, there's shit like that, man. Crazy. Yeah, dude. I mean, well, like that whole. There's so much wild shit going on, like with all the um, like what do you call it? the the all the like, the sexual misconduct scandals coming out, not just with Hollywood, but now you know, it, basically in any realm. Of, of entertainment and politics You know So many dudes Are getting ousted And uh, it's just like a, uh, It's it's just wildly Well we always present in the media right We now. always knew Oh we always that knew That this place was Way more sexist than racist Yeah I mean you know Barack yeah. <laughs> Like Barack taught us a lot It didn't teach us That that we weren't A racist place It taught us way We're way more sexist Yeah <laughs> like, I mean like, And I like, think would you say like most of the world is or what? Most of the world is. In my man. travels, most I would of the world say is. that. It's uh, you know, like you you're more accepting of a of a man, a, a, a god is really racist. Is more accepting of a black guy in an authoritative role than a woman. Than a woman, yeah. and that says a lot because they're 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 more visceral to the black man or or the you know whatever that minority yeah. is. Except when it comes to wait, an authoritative figure. Do you have any power over me? I would much rather have someone who I actually hate than a woman. And I mean, um, that's powerful. I had that's what we are right now. Yeah, I had my two stepsisters on a couple episodes ago, and they both work. One was an actress and a stylist. The other works in comedy. They both work, you know, in, in the Hollywood industry, and they 
we're just kind of talking about their experiences as women on the, sh- you know, on sets and dealing with shit, and in in light of all this shit coming out, and I mean, it's something that's like always been there, and uh, I think like, I think like the internet kind of helps put shit on blast now. You really can't hide anymore, right? You know, shit. You people used to be able to get away with. But, you can't really hide but, anymore. So, but it's what you are willing to listen to, though, right? Like, like it, it, nothing. I agree. Nothing could be hidden. It's just what do people gravitate towards? Yeah. So, like, you think about this Harvey Weinstein. It's oh. crazy. What a watershed moment because it's not like no one knew what he or anyone else has been accused and has lost their job. It's all been out before. Yeah. Everyone knew it before. Some of these people women said it before. People just like, you know what? Or, 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 yeah, I'm, 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 I'm driving didn't... down the street listening on NPR. And like, boom. You know, one of the big dudes at NPR in New York or one of those shows, you know, he's out. And then one of the CEOs, this woman was on, and she's like, we have to do a better job. But she knew 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, and every other day since then. But now they have to do a better job. So it's prevalent and it's 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 everywhere yeah, man. um and you know but our, our president's still good he like i said so it matters <laughs> when it matters right like, yeah like like you can be a a congressman and or a senator yeah. and lose your gig but you can be an anchor you can be an actor yeah. you can be uh you know a producer you can be in the tech world you can be anywhere but you know what it only matters if it matters yeah i'm actually curious to know why was this the watershed moment what made people behind the paycheck say you're fired Something. when you already knew? Like, you knew anyway. Like, how did the snowball, f- like, f- I mean, how you know, are we going to Eventually, shit breaks. You know, it, may just, it just could have been a culmination of things and years. And I don't know, So Harvey Weinstein and, gets a Silicon Valley tech exec fired. You know, like, yeah. who would have thought? Like, or, uh, you know, a Kevin Spacey oh, yeah. gets a, a Charlie Rose from yeah. CBS News crazy, gone or Matt Lauer. Charlie, Charlie Rose and I was like, man, God damn. He kind of always looked like a creep, though. You kind of always mean, knew. Well, he was when you like, look at any, I mean, when you look at Harvey Weinstein, but, you know he looks like a fucking creep. But 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 what? really, it comes down to power. And yeah. when, the, when the mic is off or the camera's off and you have that power anyway, yeah. you wield it, you know? Yeah, man. But, ah. It's, yeah. It, it, it reminds me of um, we're really haven't evolved that much. The Roman times, oh, dude, you know, yeah, uh, you remember that show dude. Rome on HBO, man? Yeah, yeah. You remember how like they would just be walking, the troops would be walking, marching down the street. And if they saw a woman on the side of the road, they'd just go take her and rape her yeah, like, dude, right on a tree. Style, like, 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 like because they could, like, like because it was socially acceptable. Yeah. And I just feel like now it's, it's still, it's been socially it, acceptable until now. Yeah. And you know, like people. I hear a lot of people, especially in light of this situation and, and then, you know, all the shit going on with Trump and, and, and just the corruption and shit. People are, like, freaking out, like, dude, this is some of the worst times, these mass shootings. I was like, been going when has on. it been the good times, dude? When has it been, when has it been chiller? Like, it was actually really crazy yeah. in the 30s. It was really crazy in the 1860s, the 1400s, bro. Like, I love bro. how people talk about this dude. Like, like we've you, never seen anything like this. I'm like, then. actually, Andrew Jackson was pretty much just like this dude. Yeah. And, and I mean, that, dude, there was and, fucking and dictator. We're, we're just a victim of... Yeah. We're a victim of news cycles and a lack of history, man. Yeah. So, and that's dangerous well, actually, and scary. You know I think I think you right there is a really interesting statement. I don't mean to stop you on when you said a lack of history, like a lack of people knowing history. Now, you and I are both well-read dudes, and you know I, I like history. I like learning about that shit because it really illuminates what's going on now. I feel like most people after school, whether it was high school or if they went to college. They don't read shit that might be historic. You know, they don't read, they read current shit if it's, if it's nonfiction or they read fiction. But people aren't really learning about what happened in these wars and these societies and these governments in these other time periods. Well, in 24-hour news cycle, it's a lot to you, to, for you to get, a, to get to. 
And yeah, uh, you know, you know, history's kind of restricted, man, on purpose. You know, he who controls, you know, if you if you yeah, if you won, you, you wrote you, it. You yeah. won, you wrote it. You know, and yeah. um, and I think the the problem is if people knew their history more, I don't think they would like it. I just think they wouldn't always feel a state of calamity. Yeah, they wouldn't feel when so it surprised. hits the fan. That's what I'm because saying. Because you'd be like, oh, man, yeah, you know what, man, 50, before. 60 years ago, this shit happened. Dude, people were like, dropping okay, like flies back then. It's Crazy cyclical. Shit. It comes back around. But yet, you know, in this 24-hour news cycle, man, like some catch- catastrophe is going to happen tomorrow. You're yeah. going to be off this and on to something else. And that's, that's where we are. And that's what this dude capitalizes off of. Oh, yeah. I he mean, can change it, the narrative so quickly because it does change so quickly yeah, yeah. that it's off the front of the news page and then and then it's gone and it could have been something disastrous it it, it has like future ramifications but now it's on the second third fourth page and there's something else that takes its place and here we go again it's exhausting man yeah dude fucking it's uh honestly i don't really watch much news anymore except for a couple specific outlets and like my last podcast me and my guests kind of not in a healthy way kind of got into it about news media outlets and what we fuck with and I don't watch, I'd never watch, I don't have cable and shit, so I don't watch any of the, the local news things anymore. You right? should. I mean, I know, like, to tune into them, and, and I like to listen to things when I don't agree with, with the, the person's point of view purposely because it strengthens mine, it makes me check for loopholes, and it makes me understand them. But I'm just, I like, there's a few news outlets where I feel like I'm getting a more straightforward story and less of, a, like, a partisan story, you know, you know, like, less of an agenda behind it. And I kind of like that. For sure. I, I, I would say that you always want to gauge the temperature of what they want you to see. So well, yeah. always check out cable news because that's what you're supposed to see. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then within that, it, there's variations of it depending on what outlet you check out. So it's important to see where they want you to see for the day. But the actual best news for your own country to really see what's going on in your country, foreign, foreign news. That's, well, that's what, that was my point is RT, BBC, Al Jazeera. But they have their own slant. So I RT, mean, who, doesn't? R, R, who doesn't? But RT has a slant. RT is a Russian outlet. It is, and, and you know you can learn a lot of crazy, ill things about this country. But that's they also right. have a slant. Yeah, you know, and you and 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 like anything else, you know, you just got to be careful. You that know? was yeah. That was like basically the heated part of our discussion was arguing over that RT aspect. Even BBC got a slant. You know, like like all these places have a slant, but it's where you're gonna get those gems about our country that no one. Even these cable yeah. new outlets will never let go. Yeah. They will never drop any gems that you may find picked up in these yeah. other places. So I, that's why I appreciate them. It's exhausting to stay on top of your news game, and it should be. If it is, that means you're really scouring yeah, and you're yeah, getting yeah. a very good broad perspective. If it's easy for you, yeah. you didn't work hard, you're actually you're confused. One, he, and you may I, not even I know get it. a great read of like, not necessarily uh, politics in specific, but the way society at least american society is is dealing with politics by going on social media and there's a lot of people I f- that i follow for some reason whether it's instagram or twitter or whatever that i i don't like and i and sometimes i want to unfollow them, but i i stay on them because i see how they're reacting to what's going on and, and they'll talk about where they're getting their info from and then and then i get to see their opinions and things like that so it kind of gives me uh like a summary of where everyone's mind's at in certain regions and certain demographics of age or race or whatever, like I kind of can tell how the news and how these things are affecting the people, which is more interesting to me sometimes. I like, I'm into psychology. I like psychoanalysis. So it's interesting to me to see if people watch this channel and these channels only, how it makes them act and think. They only listen to these people in this demographic or age group or whatever, you know, and how they're 
approaching all these fucking you, issues. You're just in tune to why it's on TV in the first place. Yeah. It's all psychology anyway. Projecting the news is there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And it's the way in which it happens, there's a reason for it. And it's to get you to do X, Y, and Z. So yeah. you're just in tune to why it's on in the first place. I mean, you know, I like I th- it's all psychology. Yeah. I mean, going like, you know, like, uh, what's the show? Uh, House of Cards, right? Like, people, there's a lot of popular political shows that kind of, you know, sometimes mirrors some of the shit going on or whatever. And then it kind of turns these things into entertainment in a way. And I wonder, you know, it takes people's mind away from how. Maybe trivializes it or, or, or whatever. You know? I think it. I think it actually. Or helps re- has them more analytical uh, when they look at the real shit. Either one, I believe. I, I think that you know, much like real, most real news that you get right now comes from comedy outlets, well, because yeah, like they have the ability like to, under the guise of being comedy, they're the realist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I feel like some of these shows, they can say things because little, if, they if they, they so were a real proper. news outlet. They will get destroyed by the interests that don't want people broadcasting that kind of shit. That's true. So when you have these shows that come on, these hard-hitting, great series, they are allowed to peel back the curtain and show you that minus a few of the deaths, a lot of that shit in House Cards is real. Um, There was a show with Kelsey Grammer years ago on Stars called Boss. And he was the yeah. mayor of Chicago. Which is they, a, they generally to, a corrupt position. Corrupt position. Chicago's and, a very and, corrupt well, city. Look who your mayor is now, Rahm Emanuel. Come on, yeah, the I mean, corruptest of the is corrupt. Historically, corrupt historically, no, 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 que- no, no question, no question. But you know, they used to film in like the city council chambers, whatever it was called in Chicago. And they would have to wait for session to break. So literally, session would break. They every all the congressmen and, and women would, would leave, and Frazier would go and take a spot. When they Frazier. were walking in one time, they said they got a standing ovation, and they said they got a standing ovation because minus a few of the bodies that dropped for entertainment value, it was real, uh, and that should be scary yeah. or very entertaining depending yeah, on how or, you or into both. it or both that it's real i mean i <laughs> there's there's shit that goes down that's scary as hell and sometimes i have to laugh at it because it's like it's like the irish funeral mentality like what else can i do some i mean sometimes you can do a little more but i still laugh at some of the fucked up wild shit trump will say some fucked up shit like when he called elizabeth warren pocahontas that's fucking hilarious like, I thought that was hilarious. What and was he, more hilarious was doing it in front of a picture of that, Andrew Jackson. And with those other Native American dudes there. That's why it's all so funny, dude. <laughs> but but that's also... I mean, but, but, you know what? Here, no, no, but, but you can't give him... No, you can't I'm not give him credit. You can't give him credit because he didn't even know either one of those. Like, oh. he didn't oh, pick up... he was up oblivious to it. He was oblivious to both. See, that's even more funny. Now, it's now, all just hilarious. The framers might have thought that was funny, but I think it's worse that they were actually oblivious to that. So I can't even give them credit for that, for being so fucked up and gully in that nature. That regard. Hilarious. Um, like, but that it just goes to show you, man, yeah. where we at, man. So, um, like, would you ever do? Because uh, you're such a, like a smart dude, especially business-wise. You know, doing apps, doing all these like other businesses. You've had a lot of independent businesses. Would you ever like do some like either an app or or a business venture that's like kind of politically fueled or anything like that? Since you're so smart with that shit. You know what, Zach man? Zach is fucking smart once as hell. You, if you, you listen to this episode over and over, you'll learn more shit. Man, I'm just a, a reader, man, a learner. And you know what? I like the game. I like this fucked up game. I know. It's like the so ultimate you, so game. So could you, do, could you, you, you some kind you, of you, business? You know what, man? You know what, man? I uh, Be a, one of those guys that do campaign management? I, I, I'm kind of thinking, you know, man, I got a background like everybody else, man. You know, you know I, you mean I, a criminal I, background? I'm here. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. What kind of background? And I've navigated a way that 
uh, you know, politics 101 is you discredit first. Before there's any harm or anything done, you just discredit someone, right? So in our culture, Trump aside, usually one indiscretion is uh, it takes you down, yeah. right? Like, like you're not, no one's Teflon. Yeah. So that's the one, only thing Trump has done to show me is that, man, he's impervious to, like, no, some not of these only shots. He, the he embraces the shot. Yeah, he embraces yeah. the shots. And, that's what, and, and so I've never seen that before. Because no one's so, done that before. So, may, no one, no one, well, no, no, no. Because even the, the, the implication of something has been enough to... Tank someone, yeah, and and, and this guy shows kind of goes timidly from all these. No things. doubt, no doubt. But now this not. dude is normalized it, so who knows in the future? But yeah, prior to this movement of this craziness, um, you always felt you you would be discredited. And I've done things like anybody else in this world, or had things done to me that were you, you, that are discreditable, mm. you know. And like so, then it takes away from your message, and then it takes away from yeah. your intelligence, and then it takes away from the average listeners ability to hear your message is already discredited before they even get a chance because unless it's personable mm. it's not re it's not resonating yeah. and so they bank on that so um and i feel like even as i think i, I would actually be a great campaign manager man That's what I'm saying, but, dude. but i feel like your campaign managers are in the spotlight now too they get discredited and they bring down yeah, yeah. operations all the time well, of course. so you have to be the person behind the person behind the person but and yeah. even that person gets outed sometimes even if their their genuine their goal is is genuine, you know they uh they, you know so, and I, if yeah. you don't like what people if people don't like what you say you get touched. <laughs> so yeah, I'm good. Yo, man. what uh I know this is completely I'm off good, topic. Man. Just gonna touch these. Okay, are these uh, those are stretching? Yeah. For you guys are listening, obviously you can't fucking see what I'm doing. I'm, Zach's got these black pants on, and I just was tugging on them. They they're stretching. Um, but uh, I th so they're not sweat. I thought at first maybe they were sweatpants, but no, they look no, like no, pants, no. pants. But they like stretching pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not like leggings. Don't guys no, look at come on No, I know. I'm on. just making sure. Oh the no, listeners no, I'm talking know. about the listeners. Yeah, yeah. No, come on. Now. Of course not. Yeah, Zach yeah, is, yeah. A, is a gentleman yeah. of elegance. Tar healed out. You know, yeah, no Carolina doubt. in the no building. Doubt. Yeah, he does. You do have the uh, the, the Jays or Carolina blue to fucking. I I always have a good time when I'm in your state, man. Amen. But I'm always in Charlotte or Raleigh. I'm never like in the cut. I mean, that's 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 what you know. We have. The mountains, we have the beaches, and we, we have do. in between. We have the 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 best collection of colleges, man. If you if you're a college student, North Carolina is a good place to be. Yeah. Too bad I wasn't really there for it, but you know I got my time. Well, I, I was I stayed downtown. I think we talked about this. I stayed downtown when that basketball tournament was going on. One time. <laughs> CIAA, man. I mean yeah. that's that's I mean that's, that's a good huge, time to yeah. see. That's like being at Essence yeah, Festival in New Orleans. Yeah, it was, it you was know, like like that's a good jamming. time to be there. You know. Yeah, and oh. I've been, I've been. Um, like another, other times there in the summer. North Carolina's, a, North Carolina's an cool. interesting state, man. Well, I mean, like, you know, people not from the South have perceptions of the South. Well, you're from the West Coast to the East Coast. Uh, I mean, and, 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 are, and we, then, are we really Southern? Well, yeah, you guys are like borderline. Well, listen, like I would say you are. I listen. know you and I know. No, look, no, look, no, look. no, no. Listen. Listen to yourself talk, right? You hear, you I, you guys hear his voice right here. I have a twang, you, but yeah, so does New Hampshire. Um, well, I live in Boston. And I, that, that, that accent is pretty awful. It, it, they're horrible. No, 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 I'm not knocking your accent. No, I'm just talking about uh, there's Hampshire, other places yeah. where there's yeah, accents. Every, every region of the of the country has an accent, but there's a, an accent that goes with the South, generally associated with the South. People in North Carolina, I feel like once you go below DC, it becomes the South. That's when I find like, the, the 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 culture, the style gets less and less East Coast. Like if you even if you're in, in Pennsylvania, Philly is very East Coast. But when you go to Pittsburgh, it's got like a Midwest vibe. It's very For sure. it's very not East Coasty. And so I think as you go down to North Carolina, it changes to a Southern vibe. 
Uh, and it's interesting. I, I mean, in, in my know. in my perspective, no doubt, no doubt. No but doubt. I also come from like East Coast, like very much the East Coast. I just think VA and NC. I'm stuck at geography, or, so it was DC, Virginia, NC. And and listen, I'm not even advocating either way or not. I just think it's an interesting dynamic. Being a Southerner, coming up here and people yeah. talking about, oh, your shit's in the cut, and yeah. I drive through Western Massachusetts. Yeah. And I'm like, what we're the we're fuck? In the cut too. I'm yeah. like, this Ma- shit Maine, is dog. more. Maine, this is the more in the cut than where the I'm cut. from. Yeah. You know, cow. I mean, yeah, I grew up around cows, not because I'm from North Carolina. But because I went to boarding school in Northfield, yeah. Massachusetts, and I went to college in uh, Middletown, Connecticut, those two places, yeah. I was closer to cows yeah. than where I was born in North Carolina. And I, one so thing I always I, tell people when, when um, if they're ever going to travel to the south, and, and I've been to like, I've been in all the states in the just south nicer. cities. If you go to nicer, the, the cities, dude, it's a city, man. It's not like it's not all country bunking fucking hick shit you're in big ass cities dog see, that, and, and see, then that, you can go to those and that, spots but that's though. the thing I, I just ask some folks you know uh you know in other cities to just actually explore your own state yeah. and then you would most people who yeah. have those kind of connotations never leave the city yeah, limits never leave Boston so 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 they think that everywhere it's where they like are is like yeah. that and actually nowhere near them is in like new that. hampshire has got the highest concentration of clan in New England, second of Pennsylvania is like the East Coast. The most hey, I went to school in uh in uh Middletown, Connecticut. Shout Connecticut, shout out to Wesleyan. You know, well, it, Middletown notch. has a lot of. KKK no, no, I was gonna or? say uh, uh, oh. Wallingston, Connecticut, which is uh, two miles down the road. Grand Wizard, man, KKK lived in there. Wallingston, Connecticut. Wallingston, Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut man. is an Grand interesting Wizard. state that really I tend to shit on. State. I call it New York, Massachusetts. Because it's between Mass and New York, kind of a, and they, the they're, they're part of New it. England, but they're also part of the tri-state, which is New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. The only good thing about they're mad fair-weather New Englanders. They, 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 a lot of them are Yankees fans or, or Giants fans. Some or will go past. Bro, eh, it's, it's some a, of them. I feel like they kind of I, all I'll go this way. I put in six years of Connecticut. I know. I know. Well. Yeah, you would know better than me. But I fuck with. I got people in Harvard, New Haven. I like even grimy little Bridgeport, Bridgeport. Watertown. Yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. That, that's why you can't. Watertown, you can't What's it called? It Washington? also has a, a really super tax rate situation that keeps people down. Really, Connecticut has a lot the, of rich folks. The highest disparity of rich yeah, and yo, poor in Lieberman, the country. You had, I mean, any place that can get a, a Joe Lieberman as your senator, you know, man, you got some issues. Greenwich, going on Connecticut back in is the, day. the richest town in America per capita, and then parts of Bridgeport, and New Haven, are some of the poorest, and they're they're like Waterbury, thirty minutes apart. And you know, and so Waterbury's so PCP I have, capital. I have the, uh, respect for Connecticut because oh, you I can't put it in a box. You know, that's why I like Connecticut. You can't be put in a box. That's what I would say. So I, I do kind of hate driving. I spent, you know, so much of my 20s driving, driving through Boston, Merit, New York. Merritt Mill. Merit, even on the 15 I, I, But I'm going to tell you like this. Or, ain't nothing like I mean, I know living in Connecticut where I can either go north or south and that's I don't true. cross through and I'm going to have to still go straight through whichever way I'm going. I miss that about CT. Like leaving New York and knowing, oh, I'm in Connecticut, I'm home. Or leaving or or Coming from Boston, but I'm here. Yeah, you know, you don't have to do the full versus four that hours. full yeah, leg. You know what I'm saying? saying? That full the leg. Connecticut State Troopers are a unique brand of fucking um, evil. Let me tell you, motherfuckers. Bro. If you drive through, mm-hmm. watch out because they will get you, man. Just like those Mass State Troopers. So yeah, growing up, the Stadies are the worst. The are the worst. They call them Stadies in other places. Stadies everywhere. Okay, so, I mean, that's I'll what we call them. North Carolina Stadies are tough too. They really the those are the boys you don't want to see. State Troopers are always the worst, dude. Always the worst. Fucking pull you over going one mile an hour. Over I actually think in Boston, man, um, it's not the BPD. It's the issue, now, yeah, man. It's dude, the stadies. Yeah, BPD is actually, they've and always they, got bigger fish And to they kind of encroach on, like, city streets, man, that are technically not. 
and then that's how they pop up and get oh, folks. Oh, the state troopers, yeah, because they can go. They can go in techni- anywhere. No, technically, any like state road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they can't go in and, city and, blocks. And the, but the this so is so. I mean, just live in Dorchester, man. Stadies yeah, are the ones pulling folks over. Well, that they're the ones working bigger, uh, bigger drug cases. And but I mean, in Boston, one thing I would say about the cops in Boston, I don't, I've had my run-ins. They really, they really don't care about little shit like. They'll, you know, pull people over, even if it's checkpoint shit, and dudes might be a little, you know, dudes might have had a couple drinks. They will send your ass home if you're not going far. They really don't care. Like, I've, without revealing too much info, like, me and, I've been with friends that, like, we've been caught with stuff that will usually get you thrown in jail and arrested right on the spot, and they will let dudes go because they're looking for bigger things. They're harassing you to get serious shit guns who's driving bodies things like that and they've let dudes go with the shit they caught us with they don't even take shit like that and we're talking undercovers snatching you up tailing you shit like that they really have bigger they're gang units vice cop they're they're working that shit they don't really trip on the little shit but stadies yeah when you're on the highway they're out there trying to fuck with you and the one of the best things about coming up when i was 14 up here and not having a home base is meaning that I spent a lot of time in Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, and everywhere in between Rhode Island. So I got to see each part of it. The flip side to that is I was on the road a lot. Yeah. And you're in places. That, and you've got southern plates. Southern plates. And, and, from the south and that's if, I could, if I could do anything over, I wouldn't have tried to hold on to my southern roots, and I would have just assimilated, man. Why they were they would they fuck with you I, more? Oh man, I I, mean, I think I mean that's what happened to me. You know, having the same car for my whole young adult life, driving up and down with these NC streets plates. with NC tags yeah, was just a lot. And you know, uh, man, it's just I, if I could do something over, I would do that because that was a pretty costly set of tags. It's funny, like people always like in to every like, state talk about like things like regrets and doing New things Jersey. over, and it's the cool Ooh. thing for people to be like. I you know what I it's wouldn't expensive. change anything I would <laughs> I would just keep it the same it made me but like yo it's all right like Jay Z said you learn to live with regrets it's okay to look back on some shit be like yo I would have done that different and eat that and be all good and trying to front like everything is all good just because it made you who you are it's all right to acknowledge you made some fuck ups here I, I, I would say that education is expensive no matter what Shh, yeah whether I mean, whether yeah. you pay for the tuition or you paid the bill yeah or still something. tuition yeah, pay with your time you paid I'm a hard headed dude too so. It takes uh, experiences sometimes for me to learn a, a hard lesson. Like, I might have to get burned once, but I learn enough that I won't get burned again. But yeah, that's a costly, that's a costly but, lesson. But you, you're you coming from a standpoint of you can do that. A lot of people who get burned, you know, can't can't do it, can't get out of it. Or yeah. And, and, and I, that's that's something to be appreciative of, for sure. I mean, time I and time to, like, again. I also watch, like, people in your life take a bad L and, and learn a hard lesson and try to, you know, they say like the wise man learns from another's mistakes. The fool has to learn from his own. Cheaper, so like man. if your boy, your brother, your mother, your father, your, your, your mentor, your whoever does something and fucks up real bad and, and takes L instead of having to wait for yourself to go through that shit. If you can look at them and, and feel almost try to put yourself in their shoes and see how much it, it set them back. If you can learn that lesson and save yourself the fucking trouble, dude, that's, but it's tough sometimes. You don't. We don't see it, and we get we get cocky, thinking we can do things differently than they did. Well, worse is you. You, you know, you eventually come back around and be like, "Yep, yeah. I got it." <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Much later. That's some wild shit. Yo, I wanted to ask you because you're a smart man of of uh, varied intelligence. So, like, uh, you know, like the Bitcoin shit is going off the hook, and this and that, and 
uh, a couple like years ago, I was looking into it. And I remember, man. We, we yeah, we, 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 we talked so about. So yeah, that's, and that's the thing. We had touched on it a while ago, and I always read things. It was a thousand, and I, I would, then it was two, I would flip flop then it was five. My standpoint on it, you know, I'd read something about it being good, then I'd read a counterpoint, and I just it just always had me in this limbo where I couldn't make a a, a real good assumption on what to do. And now it's going on. I know a couple homies who bought into it. And, you know, the arguments for why it's a bubble, why it's not a bubble. And, uh, I, know, I mean, it's like everybody's talking about even, like, jokey-ass memes and shit like that. But it's definitely something that I've been, like, <coughs> thinking about so much lately and following. And, and uh, It's like, it's like. I wanted it's to like revisit Go- that combo. With you, it's basically. like Google stock. If you got in early, it's what's up. But, dude, even if you got in last week, you would have made, if you put in $1,000 last week, you would have made $500 by now. No doubt. So you could still get in that. Still not too late, but you know, like not when guaranteed is it? because the fluctuation is so crazy. So you could basically lose all that and not be able to do anything with it. But then also lose it, <laughs> chill, hold on, and wait for it to hopefully come or back. Or you waiting for it to come back? No doubt, which it probably will. But my biggest thing with it is, is scaring folks. Well, so anything who is that it scared? scared tell them who it's scared. The powers that be, man. I'm the powers that be. Exactly. If Regulators. You, if you like, if you like the dollar, as the denomination. Yeah, you don't like Bitcoin. Exactly. If you're if you're a central bank, yeah, of course. <laughs> in one of these places, the don't want it. you don't like um, you don't like Bitcoin. If you're if you're an investor who's made a stake and a claim in the market, yeah. you don't like Bitcoin. If you're and I'll be honest, <clears throat> look what they did to folks who didn't like the dollar and they chose the euro. Yeah, they toppled your ass. Yep, it's true. So there's a lot of examples of that. So. When I hear Bitcoin, something online that they can't touch, I'm like, okay. But then you see a hack, and then everybody lost everything. <coughs> or Homeland Security um, shuts your whole whole market exchange down, and then you lost everything. So, yes, it's what's up, but it's not tangible. It's just like putting your money in the bank and, and letting yeah. it appreciate whatever, although it's nominal, it's still doing the exact same thing Bitcoin's doing on a smaller level, but... The bank can shut down, yeah. have a bank holiday, and take all your money, you know? <clears throat> so it's just weary. I would be weary yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, man, it's funny. It's like people people will say things like, uh, well, it's it's only worth something if people are willing to trade and barter with it. Essentially, like like a like the dollar, like fiat currency. But then some people say, well, it's not fiat currency because it actually it's has so, a value. It's so much intricate. Than that, and it's like the whole notion of how it's paid out and how it... There's miners. There's this whole yeah, yeah. coding shit. I was just and like, about that shit. You're, you're someone is basically digging and mining to get your transaction done yeah. fast, and they get a percentage of that transaction. So, so that's how it works. So it keeps man. people in work, and um, like it's you mean, just it's providing jobs. Yeah, it, well, yeah hey, that's, that's how, Because the miners are getting paid. Since the, robots the, the, about to have all our jobs in a couple of years, that's not a bad thing. Man, we're we're so close to Terminator. It's so crazy. Dog, Scott, man. Google is Skynet. The Boston Dynamic Dog, robots. We're so close. Oh yeah, the scientific. Yo, oh, those dude. are real. Yeah, I've, I know. Oh, I watched we them. are. Them yo, are if you ever listen to Stephen Hawking and them say, even Elon Musk, who you know take everything with a grain of salt, but um, yeah. it's just like straight up, that's the end of us. AI and shit. Yo, I watched the Terminators. Terminators aren't bad. It's they not, were made well, to protect. They were and made, and then she just in, got too no, intelligent, no, right? No, and they inter- their their correct interpretation was that human nature is self destructive, which it is. Yeah, and to true. protect you from Way yourself, to tie in who you're we have to preempt. You, th- I always the, thought the, like the, Terminator the, One and Two were like like prophecy in a, in a way. And look what's go. happening here. We now. go, and then you have like the conversation of a universal basic income, here we which go. is probably going to have to be a reality if if. 
AI takes over a lot of it jobs. It is reality, but... God, oh, I'm hitting you motherfuckers with two incredibly intelligent episodes in a row. It's not just sad fucking weird stories. We have... But but you know with that universal that's such an interesting dynamic. And there's two theories about why it's good and why it's bad. Yeah, for sure. But I'm gonna tell you like this: it is a vehicle for universal um, currency. Well, yeah, so which would be really, like a Bitcoin really, or cryptocurrency. Exactly. But it's the it's theirs, right? It's theirs. It's not Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, it'd be the it's government. The, it would be the government, yeah. and that's it. Because I've always been thinking, eventually, the dollar's already been, it's kind of devalued. devalued. And the dollar, not the dollar itself, but paper money. And so now everything's yeah. electronic, everything's like this. So I think eventually, you know, we're headed towards some North American kind of Yeah, well, they, that, that's like conspiracy and, theories. And, and, there, and there's one like way to, uh, to usher that in, by saying, here's free money, yeah. the type of money we want you to have. So, it sounds about right. Wow, times, man. <coughs> Fucking times, man. They definitely, like, I don't know, they definitely scare you with the whole fucking everything being automated. Jobs going out the window, and it's tricky because, I, I mean. Is it, though? I mean, eventually, <coughs> I it's, mean, it's, there, there it's, is going to be jobs for people to do that will be engineering some of these machines, working on repairing, things like that, but. You, you know you're gonna have a whole bunch of unemployed motherfuckers. Isn't that the next? That's the next. That's the evolution of capitalism. Yeah, it started and, uh, with cheap labor. Yeah, it's and true. now it is. It's, it's evolving well, into cheaper yeah. labor. Man only reaps what they sow, and it all goes around. And I mean, well, it's just for the. It's not. Well, it's not. It's the man who's the laborer. Well, yeah. Who reaps what they sow because you you think it's okay. It's all good. It, 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 you always recognize cheap labor wins out, and so yeah. that's why you fight. That's why unions are important. They are. That's why you don't relinquish your rights yeah. when it comes to the job front because of this shit. So everyone who was like "fuck unions" because they got me a job, now you're gonna say "fuck the robots." Yeah. Or you gonna? Go, they're not listening. And they're gonna so turn then, your ass with some fucking so then, arm so, guns. So then you allowed it to get to the point where you became obsolete too, when everybody should have just stood firm. Dude, honestly, the Terminator movies are like some of the. It's a great representation of this whole concept. And I really don't like sci-fi movies. I think for the most part, they're fucking corny. I had like a select few, and the Terminator ones are up there, dude. It's fucking one of the best days of my life. My mother took me to see Terminator 2 when it came out when I was like 10. And we got a pizza at 8 in the park and went and saw that. It's a very vivid memory for me. But uh, I like watching movies like that. I really can't just, I can't fuck with a lot of sci-fi. It's just sometimes it's too corny for me, too silly. But Terminator was so grounded in this ill concept behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Really? So what's another sci-fi that movie like? that you actually like? I like Predator 1 and 2. I like the Alien ones. I like the first three Star Wars. And I like, to- like the original the top, Total Recall. You just named like some of the well, illest yeah, sci-fi movies of all but there's time. A, yeah, and that's probably why. But then there's a whole yeah. gang of other shit I just can't. You couldn't fucking twist my arm. Well, what's the common thread amongst all those? They have ill backdrops. Yeah. I mean. They could be real. The the predator ones maybe just because they were cool action badass ones and well, let me ask this: What's your favorite predator? The first one, but the second one is slept on, dog. The second one is slept on. The Danny first, Glover, man. No, that, well, that's why I like it. And you know what's ill about the fucking? The we're gonna nerd one. out on some movie shit. So in the first one, Arnold doesn't kill the predator. The predator self detonates that bomb, and Arnold runs away and lives. Right. 
Danny Glover, he ends up in that thing with all the predators, but they let him go because he killed one. Mm-hmm. And they're hunters. They respect hunting. Well, and he killed one, well, and they let him well, go. Well, well, it's not about... It's not about... Well, it's not the whole kill, story. You know, it's not yeah. about killing them. It was just about the respect Well, yeah, it was hunters. Sport. It was hunters. And one they of were those the humans did it. They're the illest hunters in the universe. Hey, yo, you know what the illest part about that movie is like... It's like these Jamaican gangs and these Colombian yeah. gangs beefing, and there's like that scene where there's all like the bodies hanging naked, upside down, but all they're skinned all and shit. All pawns in the game. That's yeah. was that's why he was attracted there because mm. they all oh, played yeah. the gun exactly. game. It was mad fun. You, you know what? Another slept on one was the uh, of Aliens vs Predators with Sanaa Lathan. I didn't. I mean, I read the comic book as a kid. Oh, I didn't see the movie man. though. With her, she does the Danny Glover. I don't even know who that is. Sanaa Lathan is um. Oh man, beautiful, Sonata beautiful young lady. lady. Terry, bring her up. We're gonna look at her. Yeah, um, beautiful young lady. Yeah, Sonata. What are some things, Sonata? I need, I need a new celebrity crush. I don't have it. My celebrity crushes are old, years and years outdated. I don't. I only know like booty video girls, and I don't know them by name. <laughs> like people always have the celebrities that they think are the finest. If you ask me, I wouldn't know. I'd have to go on some random girl's Instagram and be like, "We'll pry her" or some shit. I don't know who famous and fine that I like. I guess it was just old now, man. I, I mean I just don't pay attention enough to shit. Who's a fine fly celebrity? Who, that's that's a sign there? of that's a sign of age, man. Who's your top celebrity chick? I'm, or, I, or top couple that you dig? I, I fall in a category of you, man. I'm 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 so you know. So you, I, I, I just, pick up different magazines and read different articles. You know. You actually pick up physical. I'm, I'm kind of you know I'm not I don't fall in the category of the uh, the love and hip hop crowd. Like I don't oh, yeah. watch them episodes. Fucks no. No, I and know. I'm not knocking it. Got a lot of friends who that's 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 what they doing shit. Yeah, my lady watches that I, I, I'm shit. I'm more. We I'm got more, some male friends who enjoy. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. But I, I'm just more apt to pick up something different. So. Yeah, I mean. And it's and it's weird, and some people think it's weird. Yeah, so I like know. Rihanna's great times. Obviously, I like Rihanna. She's great times. Uh, Riri's cool, man. I I, I dig her vibe, man. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, we're just talking uh, her attractiveness. I don't know her the person. She could be whatever. I, I I like you know you know. Probably fancy going to the local strippy and just finding some random girls that are beautiful right there. I like Appreciate the strip. Them. Beautiful. Like well, the I know strip. you. I know you do. Southerner. That's why. Hey, see, there you go. You're from the south. You guys have better strip clubs. Take pride. Hey, in hey, man. I was in Atlanta though over uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, great times. And which, I went to a wax one, strip club. Which it was one? a wax strip. It was terrible. Dude, I've been to some great ones. I've been to some great ones too. But I just, what was it's the like, like about anything this one? else in Atlanta? That's surprising. Um, you know, uh, let, let me say this. It wasn't like Follies or something like that. It was like. Right out, it was like Hapsville. It's like where the airport is. You know, it was close proximity-wise to where I was, so that's why we went. But it was open. We didn't go to Onyx, which had the Gobble Gobble Fest, and I bet I would have been raving and what? ranting about how ill that was. Which, so why I'm not going like to knock this? it. Was it the caliber of the women? The uh, layout, the it was, it was the, the whole shebang. The only thing was dope was you could light some blunts up in there, man. Oh, you know, dude, yeah. if when you it, want When to. I'm in the Hood Atlanta shit. strip clubs, I go you know, with a couple ATM, of my homies ATM, ATM, you know, was a $10 service charge. And, and that yo, kind of spot. So what Zach is saying right there, anytime you have an ATM that gives you 10s, that is a money laundering situation. A lot of bodegas in New York, that's always shady money. It is, but let me say this right here, though. I looked into investing in some of those ATM machines. It's that's 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 actually not necessarily any of the ownership. Probably in the strip club you own it because why would you not put in there? But I looked into putting something into like a barbershop here or there. You set the service charge so and shit. You you, you put the money in the to, field. to the to the you, establishment. Not not if you rent it. You can just put it in there and give them a little cut. So you're just it's. I know people who like go around dropping off ATM machines everywhere and servicing them, and that's theirs. <coughs> stressful business Can't Another way money. Yeah, You know it's not that much money In them really the, My favorite But you have club. to fill them up With your own bread though 
yeah. That's another whole level to it. If Atlanta, somebody picks that bitch up and steals it, Atlanta has some well, has so many stricklers, but it has some wild ass ones in like cutty ass places. Not even in like this a was very, one. And so that's where I would hate to have to be that this, fucking ATM dude. Like, dude, I mean, dude, I, one of the one of the strip clubs, Club Wax. Shout out to fucking Club Wax. Y'all just got free promo on damaged goods. My boy uh, used to DJ there. His boy still does. So we roll. We get him free. We're smoking blunts in the DJ booth. I mean, the girls are fucking, they're not even on. I mean, the, even the ones walking around the floor are twerking and dancing for free. Yeah. There's a million, million girls in there working, yeah. just chilling. The, the guy who's like the bathroom attendant is selling backwards and all this shit, but he's passed out face down on a table. There's dudes like doing blow off these bitches' asses. It's a wildly shady spot, but very fun. Very fun. Well, some of the most shady spots can be the funnest. Some of the prim and proper ones are the wackest. The only ones I like <coughs> to go to as a patron are... The grimier, the shadier, the more fun. And I, I talk about it a lot on the podcast. No, but, no, but you don't want some bullet holes. You, you, well, you no, don't want to want the prim and proper, but you don't want the bullet hole jokes I, either. Man. I enjoy the adventure of the grimy ones. So traveling on the road a lot, I'll go to strip clubs in, in parts of other cities that dudes I'm out there working with are like, yo, you're going over there. That's wild as fuck. And I love the adventure, the the, the seediness, the grime. I don't like the clean. Yeah, let, let, clean me, let me say this, though, because some people have uh, you know, a misnomer about strip clubs. Strip clubs, some, for some culture, some some places, people like to uh, just go to strips for the ambiance, for the drinks, yeah, for yeah. the food. In the South, there's some strip clubs with dope food spots. Oh well, yeah, I know. so no, I'm just this is for folks out there yeah. who think all strip clubs yeah. have to be like I'm going to get a damn blowjob or something. Yeah. Nah, I mean you're just going to have good dinner, good brunch, good food, good drinks, good. Uh, you don't even have to spend ambience. money on and that. drinks and dudes just post up at the bar because there's a lot of strip clubs with no. Uh, no entry fee, and sometimes they have incredible drink deals. My favorite strip club in Vegas is the Vegas Deja Vu because, um, like most nights, it's a $20 entry fee, but top shelf booze for like $3 drinks. So you could drink Don Julio Anejo all night for $3 a drink if you're down to spend the $20 entry fee. So it's like cheaper than going to a club or a bar. You don't even have to fuck with the girls. You just post up and have a couple of drinks. There's a lot of spots like that. I dig, I dig those layouts because I like the, the atmosphere, the griminess, and the cheap drinks, and I don't necessarily always, you know, like, I don't, I don't Weird. Know. I don't like Vegas strip clubs. No, I don't like any of them. That's the why. only one I like. That's the only one I like. It, it is weird, because I like strips, but not Vegas strip clubs. Too much going on. It's weird. Like, just no desire to go to a strip club in Vegas. And they, it's funny, because that's where a lot of girls will, you know, whatever cities they work in, or stripping, they will... Make trips and spend time there because there's so much money at those strip clubs. It's like where girls come from around the country. Is it but though? It is, but it's not like I just don't think it's a great experience for the patron. Unless, but it's like tourists, dumb I, I, dudes, I, drunk dudes, I bachelor think, parties. I think shorties fly out there more to walk to work the casino floor than to work well, the yeah, strip. To work for work, <laughs> yeah. And there's a whole game. Yeah, man, you gotta you gotta beat them off, man. Like, you know, yo, chill. One of my favorite games in casinos because I don't gamble, so I just go drink, smoke cigars, chill. My favorite game is to spot the, the pros, spot oh, the workers. Man. So I post up at the bar looking it's around. It's harder than people think. Yeah, it is, but it is, but it isn't. I mean, I don't know. Safe, safe assumption, they're all working. Well, yeah. Like safe assumption. And that's the Straight way they treat them, dude. And if you winning, oh, yeah. they own you. Well, that's the fun thing, watching people at a table playing games and then watching uh, you know, people flocking and, over and, or, and, or clocking well, or just clocking them. Looking well, at them I like would just say that dudes have egos like, oh man, you, you just probably want to come holler at me. Because yeah, I just up. want money. Because they think or, a regular or, or girl just because I think, yeah, exactly. But yo, these chicks are smart. Like, you, you, 
you don't know. These chicks got game. They're watching the clock. And, and I don't knock their hustle. And, it, you know, Vegas that, is one of those where Vegas, like, you know, you know, Vegas is like where people out there plotting. Like, oh, it's dude, a full-time job to plot. live there to, to plot and work on things. Like, that's their gig. Uh, yo, you've seen, like, people ease up into your VIP oh, and yeah. then somebody take her home. And she got him. <laughs> like, and then, and then, and then the question the next day is, how does she get in VIP? No one knows. Dude. Plotting, yeah. full time I mean, working. It's fucking Sin City. It's it's a, it one, is of the, really one of the Sin only City. places in America other than fucking Atlantic City where everyone's turning their head, yeah. letting shit fly. No Shit's basically legal prostitution. Yeah. Drugs flow fucking very. But I'll be widely. honest. It's, it's some, I like Vegas though, man. I mean, I mean dude, we can go right it's, now. It's, it's four, it's three Vegas. and a half hours at this time. No traffic. Yo, I like Vegas though. I Have do you ever like. Ever done it. the drive from L.A.? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, drive, yeah. You get flying-ins, whatever. The drive is kind of fun. I don't mind. One it. time, one time, you know, they jacked up prices for one of these fights, and we ended up flying into L.A. and drove down to Vegas. It's, it's a cool it was drive. Bad. When you, a desert you do scenery, it at night, and it's all dark, and you come, and then all the lights are there. And it's cool. You just gotta make sure you don't. Uh, ever did the drive bit. from? From Denver to Vegas? No, that's quite I, a drive. I've done that drive. That was and pretty. Just kept a, going through Vegas, but I know what you're talking about. All the beautiful rocks. That was and the, uh, well, the gorgeous nature. And I the just mountains. didn't think it was that long. That was one oh, of the. Right. Uh, that's all right. right. Dude, America's a big country. It takes a long time. Landmass, man. Probably never see some of them places again. So it was a good time. Hell yeah, I mean, you gotta go. You know, you guys should have popped out of there and gone to like Grand Canyon or eat some mushrooms in the woods. Yeah, yeah man, not really. You was on that titties mission. You were trying to get to Vegas, uh, see some booty. Not to the strip. You know? No, I know, just the clubs. I did the tables. All the, and all the bitches I, be wild I'm gonna tell you what I love about Vegas. The pool parties, man. Well, that's the best part. You got to go in the seasons when you can pool party. Everybody wants to do VI in the club. Why not do nah, a pool daytime party? Daytime, dude. Daytime, eight, that shit. Eight hours of VIP. It's just swimming, cost effective. Sun, and then you can see who's beautiful It's and cost not. effective. Tao Beach. Hell yeah. Eight hours of VI. You go to the club. That's only two hours. People are bailing to go other places because it's Vegas. You are eight hours up, in the club. 12 noon to 6 p.m. It could be the best time ever. Where do you get that many hours in VI anywhere else? Nowhere. And everybody, Vegas is like, it's a great place because nobody, it's a very judgment-free place because everyone's coming oh, there no. to party. No one cares what you're doing. And people know that. Girls and guys both go in there knowing and no one else cares. So people are more uninhibited and free spirit. Fuck it. We're going to fucking Vegas, Zach. Let's go. I'm with it. Let's go. You want to go? I'm with Let's it. Let's go. Get the, get the hookers and drugs and guns. Let's go.